following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now let's go to the auto value bumper to bumper parts studio with the huge one Bill Simonson What's up Michigan? It's time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show we're heard on 19 stations from the UP Yeah, AM 920 WMPL It's a great station 107.3 96.5 The Cave and Adrian just miles from the Ohio border where Urban Meyer used to reside, and will he take the Nebraska job if offered? I did see a story that I retweeted talking about the top three candidates. Two of them, I think, are going to get the job. One of the two. Bill O'Brien, currently the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Everything I read, if Harbaugh would have taken the Vikings job, he was the next Michigan head coach. And Matt Campbell at Iowa State. The question is, is Nebraska a better job than Iowa State? The only way I think they could get Campbell to leave Iowa State for Nebraska, which isn't a good job right now, would be to offer him like $10 bucks a year, a Mel Tuckerish contract. A Mel Tuckerish contract. $95 million, 10 years, $100 million, something like that. That's it. I was talking with Johnny Ilk from our flagship station, 96 on the game. He thinks Urban Meyer will have a resurrection walking out of a cornfield and a Husker field of screams. Nebraska fans would take him right now because they're desperate. Is that job good? I mean, the West, as long as there's divisions, and I'm telling you, I believe when UCLA... And USC coming. Who knows who else is going to join? There's a story at CBSSports.com about Amazon talking with the Big Ten, trying to buy some rights. They'd like to see the expansion. They've had incredible success with numbers and sign up for Amazon Prime with Thursday Night Football. Now they want to get into the college game. That's money. I, But they already just had a $7 billion plus deal they cut with other networks. So the Big Ten is probably thinking, how can we make more money? What can we do? Does the Big Ten create a Friday night game? And I hate Friday nights going up against high schools outside of Labor Day weekend where a lot of high school teams don't play on Friday. 
I, I hate that. I really do. The greed of the colleges for TV money, I despise it. It makes me ill. Back to that final thought on Nebraska. I think it's Bill O'Brien or Matt Campbell as the next coach. Well, see, they need the sexy hire, which they thought Scott Frost was going to be like the return of the Husker son. But remember the how many people wanted Harbaugh out, right? And then last year they beat Ohio State. They crush Iowa, make it to the Big Ten championship game for the first time, get to the college football playoff. And if you notice, there's zero heat on Harbaugh. You don't hear a negative word about Harbaugh at all. Even with the Cade McNamara, J.J. McCarthy switch, you don't hear a word about Harbaugh. Nothing about the coaches. Yeah, they're 3-0. They played three teams that had guys that didn't have legs and nothing against people who don't have legs, but I don't think that should be on your schedule. And please don't drop me on the text chain. I am not making fun of people with disabilities. I'm just saying, if you don't have legs, you shouldn't be on the Michigan schedule. That's it. That's not a negative. Please. I am not. You know I support everybody. That's why. But I tell it like it is. That was, that's a god-awful beginning. Maybe the legless comment was a little bit too harsh. We'll have an open intervention right now. I'll back off on that. They were playing teams that couldn't see. I got to back off on that because there are blind football teams. I watched the thing on Netflix with the blind team. Got to back off on that. They were playing teams from the circus school. Is that better? I think, yeah. Bearded lady. Uh, what else? Little guys that get shot out of the can, and I. The, the schedule. I'm, I'm not ripping anybody. Please don't. You know, there's some sarcasm here. That schedule is horrible. That's why I can't wait for Maryland. I will say on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, for Michigan only given Maryland 17, that seems very attractive. Got an email from Fred uh, in Standale, which is just west of Grand Rapids. Were you making fun of people with no legs? No, I was saying that a legless football team shouldn't be part of your first three games on that schedule for Michigan. I'm not. Don't. You know, if you listen to this show, you got to understand sarcasm, okay? How about this? How about we just all agree those three games did nothing but boost their ranking, confidence in J.J. McCarthy, and young guys got time. Can we all agree on that? All right. And let You know what? I support everybody. I really do. You know that. I I think playing the circus school, players from the circus school, is a good analogy, right? But then again, with the bearded lady and the bearded guy, it's 2022, am I being politically correct? We'll just go with, that was a god-awful, three of the worst teams ever to come to the big house. Can we agree on that? Can we? All right. Because I support, you know I support everybody. I do that.
and there's sarcasm. People can't be funny anymore. Otherwise, they're like, oh, is he being serious? Is he, oh, I'm telling you right now. We're, we're going to go after him. Is he serious? No, I'm not serious. Lisa in Detroit, I assume, listening on 94.7 HD Channel 2, 93.5 FM, or 99.1 FM, The Roar. Huge, I understand, sarcasm. You made me laugh. There you go, okay? Why can't we be friends? See, Michigan State, all last week I talked about how I like the test game, right? To see where your team's at. Well, boy, after the first half, we saw where Michigan State was at. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU insider. He is standing by on the huge show across Michigan. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Bill. Sorry I wasn't on your show last Friday. It took me a while to get back from Seattle, as a matter of fact. But it was certainly was an experience out there. I can't say I was surprised, though, but uh, great to be on your show. Well, you talked about the caution in our first interview last week uh, going into this game, and I liked it because you needed a test game for Mel Tucker, his staff, the players, fans, media, to understand where this team was at. And what you witnessed was horrific pass coverage again, which was a common theme all last year, even with that Peach Bowl winning season, uh, even with beating Michigan. Uh, So it's not the coming home from Miami and having this mojo Uh, They have an incredible schedule in front of them, beginning with Minnesota Saturday. And how do they fix this, Comp? It's going to be really hard. You know, Washington, I expected Washington to throw for more than 300 yards against Michigan State. I would expect them to throw for more than 300 yards against most teams. Um, probably any team outside of the top 15 nationally and, and some of those. They remind me of Purdue. They're going to get their passing yards against most teams, but you can't give up 397. And, um, you know, Michigan State's pass rush, which was so good the first two games, was kind of non-existent in this game. You know, the, the first deep pass that they threw, Washington, they kept their tight end in, kept the running back in. It was max protection, and they attacked what they thought was a matchup weakness, and they clipped it off for 47 yards, and they were off and running. So that's one of uh, you know many problems that, that began to, went, to go wrong. But wa- first of all, Washington is very good. That quarterback's very good. Those receivers are very good. Their pass protection is good. The running game is just okay. Michigan State needed to keep up defense or keep up with their offense against a Washington defense that was just kind of suspect. But Michigan State did not keep up, did not establish the run, which I thought was maybe more alarming than what they gave up through the air. Yeah, you have Berger and Broussard. How about you just pound the rock and you don't get into this shootout because I don't think you have the offensive weapons to get into a shootout on the road in Seattle. I agree. Nobody's talked about that, Comp. That's why you're at SpartanMeg.com and you're the MSU insider on the huge show across Michigan. You know, um, you know, I, 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 what I wrote for the preview last week at SpartanMeg.com is that I thought there was a good chance that this would become a shootout in Michigan State. If they're going to win, it's going to have to be a shootout, whether they like it or not, with both teams in the 30s. Turned out Michigan State didn't get in the 30s. Uh, the, the, the run game, you know, Berger averaged 2.1 yards per carry. Broussard carried four times for less than a yard per carry. If I would have been told that before going into the game, I'd, I'd be like, they're not going to be able to keep up with Washington on the scoreboard. Now, Peyton Thorne played pretty well. Through, you know, he had a good completion percentage, ended up throwing for 323. Some of that was against rolled back coverage in the fourth quarter. 
But think about it this way. As you saw, that game was an ambush to Washington's credit. Washington scores, goes up 7 nothing. Michigan State has a third and one on their first possession after getting a first down. Crowd noise becomes a factor. They have a miscommunication in the backfield. Running back goes one way, quarterback hands the other way. It ends up loose four yards. They punt, drive down to the one-yard line. Michigan State makes a nice stand. Uh, you know, turnover on downs at the one-yard line. Broussard knocked for a loss in his own end zone. It's 9-0, of course, on a safety. Michigan State punts it out of bounds. They get it to 50. They score again. It's 16-0. At that time, it is 16-0, and Peyton Thorne has only attempted one pass. Imagine being Peyton Thorne, where your defense has given this up, your running game can't get out of your own end zone, and you've only attempted one pass, which was for a completion and a first down. You're one for one on the game. And you're down 16-0. Peyton Thorne did a good job keeping his head and trying to bring the team back. Had them within two scores a couple of times where they, you know, they needed a stop at a key area or a turnover. Didn't get either. And you know, a coverage bust came at the end of the first half and another one in the third quarter after they cut it to 14 points. Uh, he just didn't get a lot of support from, from the defense on that day. But Peyton Thorne showed some strides, and they'll need more from him this weekend against Minnesota. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking about state's laws out in Washington. So, yeah, Minnesota, I, I think they're the fourth-best team in the Big Ten right now behind Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. There's... P.J. Fleck coming back. Uh, that will be interesting. But Mel Tucker uh, has responded for the most part outside of that Ohio State debacle. And, you know, Graham Couch was on earlier this week, Comp, and he made a great point. There hasn't been a lot of adversity connected to Mel Tucker at Michigan State. Hasn't lost to Michigan. You had at Purdue, at Ohio State, and you had the Seattle game. I think this is a very important game for the rest of the season for Michigan State Saturday. I agree, and you know, I thought that you know, I thought last year the team was kind of a seven and five type of talent team. Kenneth Walker changed all that, and they had some favorable bounces, and they did not beat themselves most weeks. End up winning eleven games, eleven and two, great season. I don't think the roster was an eleven and two roster. I think Walker had a lot to do with with uh, that team overachieving. So this year, I gave them a little more credit. I thought they might have been a seven and five, eight and four type of team that maybe with some good bounces and and, and some pleasant surprises could maybe uh, win more than eight. Maybe <clears throat> that's when I thought they would have Jacob Slade, Darius Snow, and Xavier Henderson playing every week. That's their. That's a that's a pro prospect defensive tackle, one of the best defensive tackles in the country, um, especially uh, according to Pro Football Focus rankings and everything. And Darius Snow was going to be an impact all Big Ten type of linebacker, and Xavier Henderson, a fifth year senior back there, a captain type of guy at safety. You're losing arguably your best defensive lineman, your best linebacker, your best safety. You take those out and tell me that in July. I'm like, it, it could be a 6-16, six and 16, and that's what it's starting to look like right now. Minnesota's favored as a road team coming in. Michigan State loses that when they're 2-2, two and two, and they're 0-2 against major conference teams, and it starts to look like 6-6. Six and six. Um, that, That's just where they are. And last year they didn't have many uh, problems in terms of injuries. They beat some teams that did have problems in terms of injuries. That's part of the game. And this year, that part of the game is turning on Michigan State a little bit. I'm still looking at Minnesota. I watched them closely in the first half against 
against uh, Colorado last night, and I'll be watching them more closely and going back over Michigan State's tape to have something on, on Friday for the pre-snap read at SpartanMag.com, but that's going to be very difficult. Meanwhile, Minnesota comes in eager to prove something. Colorado was terrible, but Minnesota you know, statistically one of the best teams in the country. Third down percentage, first in the country. Total defense, I think, they're first in the country. They haven't played anybody, but they're eager to play somebody. And they don't have to play Ohio State or Michigan. So this is their big, you know, crossover opponent in the Big Ten East. And you know P.J. Flex telling his players, hey, this is a team that was in the top ten last year. This is a game where you prove yourself. Now, I know they lost their wide receiver to injury also, but Minnesota comes in charged up. To prove themselves, Michigan State is banged up and hanging on. Jim Comproni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line Comp. Appreciate the update. We'll talk Monday and look back at the Minnesota game. Thanks a lot, Bill. Appreciate it. All right, Comp, joining us. Remember, you can follow everything Michigan State Athletics at SpartanMag.com. Michael O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist, insider when it comes to the Lions and the NFL, he'll join us coming up here in just about 10 minutes. Speaking of the NFL, it's been crazy. Awesome to watch the Lions two games in, scoring those 71 points. So what you need to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And new customers who use the promo code HUGE when they sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add on, you boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. So why bet on football anywhere else? That's why you need to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get $200 in free bets instantly if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That is code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus issued on free bets and as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. So download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Mike O'Hara on the Lions one-on-one start. He'll join us from Allen Park next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Get more for your money when you shop using M-Perks at Meyer. Find Kellogg's cereal at two for four dollars with M-Perks. Doritos are two for five dollars with M-Perks, and Coca-Cola is just five forty-nine with M-Perks. Plus deposit where applicable. Plus, get an additional seventy-five percent off already marked clearance on select family apparel. There's so much to save on when you shop using M-Perks, and you'll always pay the same low Meyer price no matter how you shop, in store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. 
Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Are you ready to hit the open road? You know, get out of Dodge. Meet us at the Detroit Camper Show. Vickers Trailer Sales specializes in towables. New and used pop-ups, retro-style campers, travel trailers, and fifth wheels. Browse inventory online at VickersTrailerSales.com. That's V-I-C-A-R-S TrailerSales.com. Call or text 313-291-9000. For over 53 years, Vickers makes happy campers. No big box store pressure, just mom and pop deals. Campers starting at $89.99. Or payments as low as $128 a month with 10% down and credit approval. Call or text 313-291-9000. Your adventure awaits at Vickers Trailer Sales. Keith Urban, the Speed of Now World Tour. The must-see show of 2022. September 22nd, Van Andel Arena with Tyler Hubbard and special guest Ingrid Andrus. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Keith Urban, the speed of now world tour. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we broadcast from the Auto Value bumper-to-bumper part store studio. My good friend Mark Rasmussen, who's an assistant golf coach now with John Fort and the Arnold Palmer of Junior College Golf and the teaching pro at Egypt Valley, sent me a photo earlier today. They were playing golf with Alice Cooper and a couple of members from the Alice Cooper band that will be in concert tonight. At DeVos Performance Hall in downtown GR. Pretty cool photo. Alice and the band guys were pretending they were playing instruments with their golf clubs. I got upset with Fortin and I said, how was I not invited? That's the second biggest rock star you've been able to golf with outside of me. But I tweeted out the photo. Concerts tonight at DeVos Performance Hall. I think Risden from the LionsWire.com is going tonight. If you want to go, I do have one pair of tickets, courtesy of our flagship station, 96.1 The Game in Grand Rapids. And 
What Superfly will be able to do is just email you your ticket. You'll be able to get it scanned at the DeVos Performance Hall ticket gate tonight, downtown Grand Rapids. So if you can make it, well, what time is the show? I'm, is it 8? Eight o'clock. All right, so let's take lucky caller number seven. If you can make it to the show tonight, I have a pair of tickets to see Alice Cooper. 8 p.m. showtime start. DeVos Performance Hall in downtown GR. After he got a round of golf in, he's feeling good. No more Mr. Nice Guy is what I told Coach Ford and Coach Raz for the Grand Rapids Community College Raider golf team. I'm still number one on the most famous people you've golfed with, Alice Cooper, too. So let's take lucky caller number seven. If you can go to the show tonight in downtown Grand Rapids, I have a pair of tickets for Alice Cooper, DeVos Performance Hall, caller 7, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE, caller number 7. Superfly will hook you up. And you'll see Alice Cooper tonight at DeVos Performance Hall. DeVos Performance Hall and Van Andel Arena in downtown GR, two of the best concert destinations in the state. So caller 7, you'll get emailed your tickets, and you'll be a winner. And you'll see Alice Cooper tonight, 8 p.m., 616, actually not 616, 1-866, 838-4843. And thank you. Uh, to our flagship station, 96.1, the game for the tickets, and also for our new partnership with DeVos Performance Hall, Van Andel Arena, and DeVos Place, along with ExperienceGR.com and the West Michigan Sports Commission. Michael Hara, DetroitLions.com, will join us in just a moment. We'll get his thoughts on the Lions' one-and-one start. We did throw out our huge question of the day that you can answer, and we're going to have John Conlon one of the most respected high school soccer coaches in America. He's out of East Kentwood High, where he used to coach the boys, now coaching the girls at Byron Center High School, just south of GR. We're going to go inside the toxic world of parents, players, coaches, refs, the good and bad of high school and club sports on this MHSAA Wednesday. That will be coming up during the latter portion of this broadcast. So I threw out our Huge question of the day. What club or high school sport has the worst fans? Hmm. That's interesting. That's our huge question of the day. You can answer it easiest way. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE on a 21,000. That's the word HUGE. Out of two one zero zero zero. Worst fans, it would be probably parents. Club or high school sport. You tell me. Add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Uh, that is the easiest way uh, to answer that huge question of the day. My personal experience would be. I don't know, soccer, maybe? Club soccer? They have some crazy fans. They really do. So answer that question. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text word HUGE to 21,000. Let's go talk about the Lions that win over 
Washington, that first half as good of a half of Lions football as I've ever seen outside of leaving some points on the board. Then it looked like they were going to be the same old Lions and blow it. And then they found a way to regroup and post a, an important W1-1, one and one, tied for first in the NFC North. And Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist insider. He is standing by. How you doing, my friend? Uh, thank you, Hooch. How do you know I'm standing, by the way? Because I literally am standing outside. Yeah, I, I guessed it because there's a, a good vibe and energy with this team, and I don't think it's uh, you know Kool-Aid driven. No, I don't either. I don't think it's just Sunday's win over Washington. But I think it's also how they played, you know, pretty much for you know most of the 60-minute game against the Eagles in the uh, in the opener. If you match that up, and it really it's not. Honestly, it's not completely logical to do it. If you match up how they played against the Eagles and how the Vikings didn't play against the Eagles Monday night, completely different. Which team would you take? Yeah, and, and you you step back, and I think the, the way the Eagles hammered Minnesota off the Lions winning on Sunday, it brought more life to the Lions fan base. Like, maybe this team is for real. I think it is. Now, what's for real for them right now might be, you know, 8 and 9 or 9 and 8 or what, whatever. I, I don't you know. We'll find that out. They'll define themselves, you know, fully and more accurately as the season goes on. But but I, you know, I like the way they were putting the team together. I, I predicted them in, you know, my opening week uh, column to go 9 and 8 and threaten making the playoffs as a wild card. And maybe, you know, maybe they'll do a little bit more, a little bit less. But I like the way this team has been put together. Has anything shocked you on the good side or bad side to this team uh, or for this team two games in? No, not really. I thought I really I thought they'd be a little stouter up front defensively. Really, when you think about it, they've given up an awful lot of points in two games. You know, 38, of course, to the Eagles, and then uh, 26 to uh, all in the second half, by the way, uh, to Washington. So I don't, I don't like that. I think... I expected going in that the defensive line would be the strength of this team, and it just—if it is, then they're in deep trouble because they got problems elsewhere. But I think they're—I think they're coming along. I really do. I think they were better against Washington than they were against the Eagles, and we'll see if they're, if they're better yet. Take another step forward, you know, against the Vikings on Sunday. Michael Herod, DetroitLions.com columnist insider, joining us on the Meyer guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. What do you think about this matchup against the Vikings on Sunday? Well, I think it's I think it's a close game. I really do. You go back and look what happened last year, and the Lions had nowhere near the team. At least it wasn't put together last year the way it was. But they lost by two points on a 55-yard field goal at the at the, at the buzzer, so to speak, in, in Week Five at uh, in Minnesota, and then came back and beat them by two here at Ford Field in week 13, so there's no reason they should go in there thinking, you know, I know they're the underdog in the betting line. I don't think the players care about that. In fact, I think they make, you know, they make more fun of it than anything else, but I don't think the Detroit Lions should go into, into Minnesota side and go, we got to play the, the game of our lives to win. Now, that's what you want to do, no matter who you're playing, where you're playing, and when it is, but uh, I, I think they match up fine. I look at a couple of players on that team that are really, really good, you know, uh, Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver, and uh, and their running backs. They've got you know a good tandem of running backs, but so do the Lions. They got a good wide receiver and Amon Ross St. Brown. He's not as dynamic as some guys. He doesn't play you know 
a foot over the rim in basketball terms, but he is a tremendous, tremendous football player. And they've got, you know, complimentary guys with him. DeAndre Swift is a really, you know, really good uh, running back on his own. The only issue with him and the only issue he's ever really had is can he stay healthy? You know, we're two games into the season. Now we're saying, can he get healthy? Mike, uh, injuries uh, were a big storyline going into that game, and I can't say it enough how well the backup offensive linemen played, including Skipper in that video of the team and Coach Campbell honoring him was really a statement about the culture inside that locker room. Uh, What is the latest on recoveries from injuries for the Lions? I saw a little bit of practice today, and all we get to see is basically the stretching and some jogging around and stuff like that. Uh, Frank Ragnow participated. Uh, I, I'm not sure about some of the others, honestly, because they're one end of the field. And I can only you, know, you can only see so much. Uh, the report will come out at four o'clock. However, Eden Hutchinson did not participate in practice. Now, you know, he finished the he finished the game Sunday with a, a bruised thigh. Everything I hear, it doesn't appear to be anything serious or lasting or whatever. But like anything else, it bears watching. You never know. Yeah, I mean, he, he played through it. Um, you yep. said he missed practice today, and I think that would hopefully just be precautionary because I'm telling right. you what, uh, guys like Board, uh, Rodrigo, Hutch, the speed, the athleticism they're bringing to that defense. And the Lions don't have the D-backs, even though Akuta's playing great. Is that They don't have the D-backs to play straight-up soft coverage. They need pressure on the quarterback, and that first half was the perfect formula for the Lions to win football games. You know, just one thing about Jeff Okuda. The only thing against him, and I get it, is or two things. Some people say, well, you don't draft a, a, a cornerback that high at number three. Just like they said, you can't. You don't draft a tight end that high when they took T.J. Hawkinson at eighth overall. Well, you take good players wherever they are, and if you need to be that position, that's what you had to your team. But... I'm not going to say that Okuda has been unfairly criticized because I mean, it's the way it is. They drafted him to play, and he's been hurt a lot. He only played one game, half a game last year, nine games and four starts as a rookie. But when you look at him, huge, he is what the previous regime, he's what they thought they had when they drafted him. This is a really, really good player. He's tough. He's fast. He's smart. You don't see... You know, you don't see him on the, you know, whiffing on a tackle and somebody going 60 yards the rest of the way for a touchdown. This is a good, good ball player. Now, is he a perennial all-pro? Haven't seen enough to say that, but to tell you what, I also haven't seen enough yet to say he's not going to be either. Or I should say, I've seen enough to know not to be able to say he's not going to be either because this is really a good football player. You know, Mike, uh, we've talked about all the positives. Swift's as good as any running back in the league. Uh, Amon is... Good as any receiver in the league, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Um, the positives, you know, Goff, the backup lineman, uh, the speed on defense, Akuda. I mean, go down the list. Is there anything pulsing that you've seen through two games that concerns you maybe beginning Sunday against the Vikings? Well, yeah, and that is that they give up an awful lot of points. You know, they gave up 38 in the opener, and they gave up... 26 or 27 in game two, and that's you know that, that's a lot of points. That's I think the Lions are first or second in, in points scored by their offense. That does not include the uh, two point safety. I think they're first or second in the league in points scored, and they're right up near the top in points allowed too. So yeah, that that's you've got to bring that down. You know you're not gonna 
in the National Football League, you can't really, look, as important as they are, you can't really live on turnovers because you're, you're not, you know, they come in bunches and all that. Well, they also dry up in bunches, too. So I think, you know, whatever whatever it is, they've got to, they've got to find a way to get better defensively. Michael Harris. I think they will. Yeah, and Michael Harris has found a way to get better uh, in his writing each and every story at DetroitLions.com. <laughs> How about that? He's kind of like uh, Mike Okuda O'Hara, where the guy uh, gets the job done and he's not getting the respect he deserves, and he's a former top five pick. Well, you might you might deduce by now. I like Okuda. I like everything about him. He's a good, sharp young man, and uh, I liked him when I talked to him at the combine. I mean, group. It wasn't just me, but he just he's he's got something there that. That, uh, that, I, that I really like. I think he's going to be a good player for the Detroit Lions for a long time. Yeah, there's not a lot of negatives on this team right now. Looking forward to oh. Game 3 uh, yeah. Sunday against the Vikings. Michael, appreciate your time. Stay out of trouble in Allen Park, okay? All right, huge. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, Michael Harrod joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. Our huge question of the day uh, the worst fans on uh, a Michigan High School Athletic Association Wednesday. I think this is a, a a good fit. The worst parents at games, what sport, club or high school? You you answer that. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word Huge on a 21,000. Uh, renowned soccer Coach John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders, uh, he approached me and he said, you know, I want to do a show talking about the state of club and high school sports when it comes to parents, fans, players, coaches, and refs. And I said, let's do it. So he will be on uh, here in just about 20 minutes. John Conlon, now uh, the head girls soccer coach at Byron Center High School just south of Grand Rapids. Uh, won multiple state championships as the men's coach at East Kentwood and really uh, well-respected inside uh, the coaching community. So looking forward to my conversation uh, with John. And if you want to answer that huge question of the day, where's parents in what sport at the club high school level? Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Opt in to the huge text chain. Text HUGE to 21000. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log on to your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of the offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance program, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any MLB game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. 
Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Coming right at you. The excitement you've been waiting for. Eagle Casino and Sports. The mobile casino made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Play slots and table games with live dealers at one exciting site. PlayEagle.com. Sign up today and get a match deposit up to $1,500. That's right, up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Go to PlayEagle.com and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer on a Michigan High School Athletic Association Wednesday. You can follow everything Michigan High School Sports, MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook. And you can watch live and on demand boys and girls high school sports at MHSAA.com. That is MHSAA.com. Speaking of high schools, our huge question of the day is a good one uh, that you can answer. Worst parents at club or high school games, what sport? Uh, answer that right now at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE. Out of 21,000. I also invite everybody to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So the start's been awesome for the Lions. The games have been phenomenal, some of the most highly watched. So here's what you need to do. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code HUGE when they sign up can bet just $5.00 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. So right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever before. Why bet on football anywhere else? That's why you need to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any game. That's code HUGE 
uh, only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. When you sign up, use that promo code HUGE. DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Speaking of football, get your picks in every week in the Beat Huge contest at $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and his team could be yours. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to get your picks in every week through the big game. You can play one week or you can play every week. More weeks you play, the more chances you have to beat me and win that $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Carter, one of America's top accounting and business firms based in downtown Grand Rapids. Get your picks in by Sunday morning. There's time to play. You can play the last week of the season. Uh, just go to the thehugeshow.net. And a lot of people ask about our interviews, our full hours and full shows. All of our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It's our number two on a Wednesday broadcast presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Uh, inside this hour, John Conlon, who is a local high school soccer coach and one of the best the state of Michigan has ever seen. I like to bring him in and we have conversations connected to being a sports dad, to him being a coach, where things are at now and also what they were like 10 years ago, looking ahead to the future. We'll also comment on the World Cup, which is coming up. Uh, before you know it, I know we're in the middle of football season, but that uh, USA-England match on the weekend of Ohio State-Michigan will be interesting. Uh, we will talk some soccer, but the focus will be on parents, coaches, and players at the high school level uh, across Michigan, and it's the perfect fit on a Wednesday Broadcast presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. As always, if you have comments on what we discuss, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE out of 21,000. And let's welcome back John Conlon, who's always a busy man coaching soccer somewhere. Uh, with his kids or other people's children. How you doing, my man? Hey, it's great to be back in here. Yeah, it seems like soccer is uh, 24-7, 365 for me, always. So how long have you been coaching, John? Uh, well, officially I started when I was 18 at Hope College. Uh, I started in the soccer camps there and realized that it was pretty natural to me. And um, my dad actually 
uh, was a really good athlete. And when I was growing up, he took me to all the Western Michigan football, basketball, soccer games. And he was always like pointing out what coaches were doing and what players were doing. And so it was a really pretty natural progression for me. I think he realized that I loved sports and just loved that uh the the intellectual part of sports where you have to figure out situations and how to motivate people. So where's coaching today uh, from when you started? And it's a different animal on so many levels uh, when it comes to sports and kids and club and high school and youth soccer and youth sports across the board. So for you when you started to where it is today, uh, where have things gotten better and where have things gotten worse? Well, it's big business. Uh, even in 2000, and I can speak to club soccer, that's right when I started with club soccer, uh, West Michigan only had really like four clubs. Um, kids were only paying, you know, like $200 a season to, to play. And now kids are playing, paying upwards of, you know, $3,500 and traveling all over the country. And parents are spending upwards of, you know, $10,000 with the travel. So it is big business. There's a lot better coaching i would say in terms of teaching technique and tactics at least in soccer we have you know a generation of ex players that are around here and all over the country that are you know teaching kids the game whereas when i was growing up we had our dads who were you know basketball football baseball guys teaching the game so it's very very different um i think parents are way more involved than they used to be and uh, I'm not sold that's a great thing. I think parents are paying a lot more money, so I, I think they feel like they need a return on their investment. And you're talking club. Uh, club high school, too, because it, it does definitely, um, you know, it seeps over into high school because, you know, kids pay a lot of money for clubs, so they expect when they go to their high school program, they're going to be the star of their high school program. And parents sometimes have unrealistic expectations. And I think... The fact that more money's in the game and, uh, the, you know, social media is blowing up, that, you know, kids are starting to have their own NIL deals at young ages. I mean, I you know, you just saw Bryce Young uh, on commercials this weekend, which kind of floored me. He's on all these, you know, Dr. Pepper commercials, and here he is still playing college football. You know, he's 19 years old. Uh, it's just different. It's it. When I started in 2000, uh, I, I'll be honest with you, my program at East Kentwood, we probably had – six club soccer players and now at East Kentwood I would say there's probably 50 in the program and it just shows you the opportunities are better but the expectations are higher with parents and sometimes unrealistically higher um, so it, it's a different it's a more toxic environment I think now how to get toxic is it just that parents who have watched their kids play a sport and we're talking soccer with you being a soccer coach that if they paid from the time the boy or girl was five until they're ready to go to high school they feel that they've watched their kid play almost every minute of every game and they think in high school as a freshman that kid boy or girl should be playing just as much as they did in club because they played high level club soccer it's a deep conversation um you know i i I say this actually to my teams and my parents all the time they talk about uh, you hear people talk about how sports um, helps develop character, right? And I look at it actually differently. I think sports reveals character. It reveals character in the players. It reveals character in the parents. Re- reveals character in the coaches. And by no means am I a, a perfect coach or a perfect human being. I've made tons of mistakes as a parent, as a coach, as a player. 
But I think ultimately what you're seeing now is it's become a me generation uh, where parents would rather their kids score six goals and lose than win a championship and be a great teammate. And that's that's a generalization, but I see it nonstop. I mean, I I literally will go to soccer tournaments on the weekend and just sit and observe and watch parents get thrown out of games, watch parents criticize the coach, watch parents criticize other kids, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then I'll watch kids on the field act um, you know, they'll, they'll do something which is a pretty normal play and they'll celebrate like they, you know, just did something amazing. And I, I just think there's a bad precedent that's been set um, and it's only getting worse because there's so much money in the game. And I think it's it's dangerous. Um, you know, if parents really were to look at like who the best athletes in the world are, they're for the most part exactly the opposite of what they're teaching their own kids. You know, Tom Brady's a great example. You know, here's Tom Brady who comes in and he's sixth on the depth chart at, at Michigan and sits the bench for two years. Uh, he then finally gets a chance to start and, you know, um, Henson comes in and who's the, you know, the everybody's favorite, you know, high school quarterback coming out of Brighton. And so Tom's got a battle against him. And never once during that time period did I hear anything about Tom's parents calling uh, you know, calling up to Michigan. Never did I hear Tom complaining about Henson starting over him in games. In fact, I would say that it actually made Tom great because of it, because he had to battle, he had to grind, he had to outfight this great talent that came in. Um, you know, and then Tom moves on, has a decent senior year, and then gets drafted in the sixth round, right? Uh, so Tom Brady should be what parents are studying. And he takes Drew Bledsoe's job. Yeah, it, who's arguably the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the league at that time. And if you've ever watched, I think, the 30 for 30 or something on Bledsoe, that he talked about the work ethic of Brady. Right. And so with, and even when you listen to Tom talk nowadays, like rarely is he ever talking about himself. He's talking about his teammates. He's talking about doing things the right way. His family. His family. Like things that are really important. I mean, unfortunately – Parents focus on the players who are, um, you know, the ones who are showing out, the ones who are getting the big, you know, Nike deals. And those are short lived. I mean, Tom Brady is what, 44 years, 43 years old, still playing in the NFL, arguably the best quarterback of all time. And all he's done is stayed the course. It's been the 20 mile march for him, right? Like he's every year gotten a little bit better. He's not. Uh, not blowing smoke to everybody and how great he is. He just goes out and, and does his job. And um, I would love to see that mentality come back to youth sports because I think uh, we're actually deterring a lot of kids from playing because of how we you know, build players up at young ages. John Conlon's joining us in the studio on this Michigan High School Athletic Association Wednesday talking about where sports are at today for kids, the parents, and even the coaches, and what they have to deal with in the refs and the officials, and we'll go through it all. If you have a comment as a parent, as a coach, as a ref, as a school administrator, or a student, you can drop it at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also text it to us. Opt in on that huge text chain, text word HUGE out of 21,000. So where to go wrong? Was it just that? Paying for a spot on a club team brought entitlement? Definitely. Uh, and I'm talking, and, and club teams can, this can be youth baseball, can be travel basketball, boys and girls. It can be 
you know, travel soccer, that because a parent pays money, they think there's an entitlement that their kid should play more than the other kid. There are so many issues now in club sports because there's so much money. Uh, what know, are the issues? You know, one of the issues is just the ridiculous amount of fees that people are paying. And I, I think people should be able to make money off of sports. I, I But sometimes it's just unrealistic. And so what you're doing then is you have the haves and have nots. You have the you have the people that can pay the big price tag and you have those that can't. And then those parents that are paying the big price tag hold the administrators of you know AAU clubs and soccer clubs uh, with their feet to the fire by saying, listen, if you don't play my kid, I'm moving them to another club. And we're talking about nine, ten-year-old kids that they're threatening with. And um, You've I, seen this. Oh, my goodness. I've seen parents literally pick the team in a soccer club because their kid's probably the best player at nine years old, right? So that club wants to keep that kid – and keep that parent happy, and that parent goes in and gets you know in the coach's face and says, "If you don't pick these kids, we're going to another." That happens all the time. Uh, it, it's it's ridiculous, and uh, unfortunately, what those parents don't realize is karma's real. And when you do those things at a young age, it'll come back every single time. the The best athletes I've worked with, their parents were humble. Their parents didn't get overly involved. Their parents let their kids fail. Their parents put them in situations where they weren't the best. Their parents didn't micromanage. I mean, the term I've used on your show before is the snowplow parent. There are snowplow parents all over the place. They're trying to push everything out of the way so their kid can be successful. Well, I'll tell you right now, like I talk to college coaches all the time, and if they think that that parent's overly involved, they literally go and recruit somebody else. They don't want to deal with that parent, even at the college level. Uh, and, you know, what are you teaching your kid, right? Like, you're going to, are you going to go argue when they don't get the job that they want when they're 25 years old? You can go argue with the CEO of that company. Are you, are you going to bail them out every time they get a speeding ticket? Like, what, what are you going to do as a parent? Like, you, ultimately, we're trying to create young adults that will be successful and they have to fail. Uh, and, what I hate, and this really bothers me, and I'm and I'm part of the club soccer world. I, I'm sick of watching clubs put up with it. Honestly, I would tell parents, "Go, we don't need you. We we don't want you." I don't there's care how, money, involved. but there's money. But I don't care how good your kid is. You know, great quick, great story. Christian Polisic, his dad came and spoke to the state of Michigan. It was about four years ago. And whenever I have the opportunity to meet people like that, I'm just going to ask questions because I want to hear. So his dad went over to Europe, went over to uh, play in the uh, to coach in the Bundesliga so that Christian could go over there and play. Right. This is our best American player. And I asked him, I said, what happens in Germany if parents become overly involved and start giving the club a hard time? He started laughing. He said, it doesn't happen. They just tell you, take your son somewhere else. We don't need you. And so the tail does not wag the dog. Uh, so they literally have clauses that if your parents act out on the sideline in these, um, you know, these academy games in, in Germany, that you'll be kicked out with your parents and they don't care. They'll get rid of you. We'll bring somebody else in. Uh, unfortunately, the capitalist idea of, of youth sports is looking at it the wrong way. Like they think that because the parents are, you know, paying the money, that they should do whatever those parents want. But that's not making a better product. It's not making a better environment. And it's creating a toxic atmosphere that we, I'm telling you, we're at the tipping point where you're going to start to see more and more referees quit, coaches quit. You're going to see fights on the sideline. If you, I, I, I went to an AAU basketball game 
last year, and I saw a huge fight in the crowd. These were 10-year-old kids playing and parents fighting in the crowd. Embarrassing. You know, honestly, I wanted to take a video of it and send it to their employers and say, this is the person who's working for you, acting like an absolute clown in the crowd at their 10-year-old basketball game. By the way, that basketball game, they charged every single person $15 to get in for a youth basketball game. $15. I figured out that the guys who ran that tournament probably brought home about $250,000 that weekend. It's crazy. It's a money grab, which uh, a lot of people talk about. And again, as a sports dad, I've been on both sides. And what's interesting, John, you live on both sides. Yeah, I do. Okay. You coach high school and the innocence of not club free, but you're playing for something. Yep. Your school colors, your team, your coach, your teammates. You also have kids who play high level club soccer and you coach club soccer. So the question is, how, how, how does the toxic atmosphere for kids become better uh, in all travel sports? It, it starts with the parents. Like, everything starts at home, right? We, we, we can say that, but the reality is that's not going to happen because every parent wants their kid to be the best. So what, what are some solutions, you think, that would change youth sports, which in turn, as they grow older, would help the high school level? Uh, I think if you have a club, and it could be basketball, it could be football, it could be soccer, which has enough money to not care what the parents think, that's where you're going to have a good situation. So what I'm talking about is having investors that start a club, you know, whether it's DeVos, Van Andel, whatever it might be, that start a club, and they basically say to the parents, listen, you can be a part of the best club in the country, but if you act out, you're gone, and we don't care. That's the only thing that can be done because right now the tail is wagging the dog. The parents are paying money, a lot of money, and they're demanding their kid get playing time even when their kid doesn't deserve it. They're demanding their kid be on the first team. They're demanding that uh, certain kids not be on the team because they're not good enough. I mean, things that are absolutely insane to me that I see and and, and comical. Um, You know, one thing... There's a great video on YouTube done by uh, Don Lucia, who coached at University of Minnesota. He was a hockey coach, legendary hockey coach. And he says in this video, he's talking to parents. He says, listen, genetics plays a part of this. If you're short, you're probably not playing in the NBA. You know, if if you're 300 pounds, yeah, you're probably not going to be a world-class soccer player. Your kids are probably not going to be world-class soccer players. There's a genetic piece. So it doesn't matter how much money you're paying. There are some other factors that you can't control. Uh, and I don't know. I just, I'm just i very passionate about this because I think it's ruining kids. It's ruining the environment. Um, I do think some things have gotten better. I think there is better coaching. I think like technique and tactics have gotten better. Um, I think certain environments have gotten better, but I see us, you know, you know Malcolm Gladwell and uh, Tipping Point. I see us getting to a tipping point where good coaches are leaving the games. And Tipping Point is a phrase being used on where we're at at the crossroads of youth sports. Right. We're at a point now where what we're starting to do is becoming counterproductive. It's becoming less effective. Uh, it's becoming a situation where people are making money, which is fine, but not necessarily making better athletes. Um, I, you know, it's it, it's hard to really say it's measurable. I just see it, and it, it's it's not hard to see. If 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 you don't believe me, please go to an AAU tournament this winter. 
go to an indoor soccer tournament this winter. Go to a situation where it's a competitive environment and watch the parents. Watch the lunacy. It's absolutely crazy. Or just go on YouTube. You can see tons of videos of people losing their mind for no reason. John Conlon, uh, he is a highly respected soccer coach uh, from East Kentwood with the boys to Byron Center with the girls on the club level. Uh, Hockey's in his blood Mm -hmm. as a fan, but also soccer, a sport that uh, he loves. Grew up in the Kalamazoo area, joining us uh, here on the Huled Show across Michigan. Again, if you have comments as a parent, as a coach, as administrator, as a player, uh, add Huled Show on Twitter, The Huled Show on Facebook, opt in on the Huled's text chain, text the word Huled to 21,000. I want to talk about that tipping point and how it's being counterproductive. Because you would think with all the money invested in the youth sports that America would be dominating every sport. Sure. Uh, every sport uh, across the landscape. So I want to talk about that. Uh, we'll get to more with John Conlon coming up. Wednesdays are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Follow everything Michigan High School Sports. Uh, MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook, and watch live and on-demand high school sports, boys and girls, year-round at MHSAA.tv. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Get September savings on your favorite automotive products. JB Weld Plastic Bonder is only $7.29. And JB Quick Cold Weld Epoxy is just $5.99. Seal All Contact Adhesive and Sealant is just $3.49. We also stock exciting new products like Nebo's Glow Tumbler Handles with Lights and the Skeeter Hawk Mosquito Carabiner. While supplies last, shop online and save at myautovaluestore.com. Auto Value. Service is the difference. We get it. Get more for your money when you shop using M-Perks at Meyer. Find Kellogg's cereal at two for four dollars with M-Perks. Doritos are two for five dollars with M-Perks, and Coca-Cola is just five forty-nine with M-Perks. Plus deposit where applicable. Plus, get an additional seventy-five percent off already marked clearance on select family apparel. There's so much to save on when you shop using M-Perks, and you'll always pay the same low Meyer price no matter how you shop, in store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Tullymore Golf Resort. Now, they're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. So fall is here. Kids are back to school, but there's still time to book a stay-and-play package in September or October and even look ahead to 2023 for that golf getaway, that special event, that wedding, that reception, that outing. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. Everything you need is at TullymoreGolf.com. They're located less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And they also have prime real estate available for your second home where you can live there full-time year-round in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Go to TullymoreGolf.com to get more information. That's TullymoreGolf.com. Also, if you live within driving distance, get up there and play 18 at Tullymore or 18 at St. Ives. You can book your tee time right now at TullymoreGolf.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. 
Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And the NFL is in full swing. The Lions are playing great football, one and one going into the Minnesota game on Sunday. So the DraftKings Sportsbook app has a deal for new customers who download the app, use promo code HUGE when they sign up, and those new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? So just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. We always originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio in downtown Grand Rapids at our flagship station, 96.1 The Game in GR. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Conversation on this Michigan High School Athletic Association Wednesday with one of the top high school soccer coaches in Michigan history, John Conlon, talking about the toxic environment of players, parents, Referees, officials leaving, the tipping point, and I like that word uh, because you wonder what the future will hold. You know, MHSAA, I see on their website, on their tweets, they're still looking for officials. And I get the pandemic had everybody looking uh, for people to fill jobs, but uh, there seems to be a, a big push for more officials. Is that that some have just gotten older? Uh, is that that it's not worth the money with the grief they're taking from uh, parents, players, and coaches? How would you assess the current officiating slash referee situation in the state of Michigan when it comes to club and high school sports? Well, that's a great question. Uh, first of all, club sports are paying better, so a lot of the of- for officials, yes. So a lot of the at least at the higher levels, uh, so the, a lot of the officials that would be refereeing high school could get paid twice as much doing an AAU tournament or doing a, a club soccer tournament. So it's a, it's a no brainer for them. Uh, I, I know that the soccer referee numbers are down really bad right now to the point where freshman games are not having referees. And 
Some of it is that, you know, they're not getting paid enough. A lot of it is just parents, though. And, um, you know, I think, unfortunately, in the 80s and 70s, uh, the Bob Knights of the world who rode referees the whole game, like that was kind of, you know, Mike Dick, uh, those are the coaches that we saw, right? And so even me as a young coach, like I thought, well, hey, if I'm not riding the referee, I'm not doing my job. Um, and I've realized over the years, and trust me, there are times where I'll question a referee just like anyone else, but they're human beings, right? And and very rarely do you see a referee go into a game with you know some other uh, agenda. They're there to do their best job. Yeah, they're going to make mistakes and they're going to blow calls, and sometimes those calls you know ruin games, unfortunately. But for the most part, the referees that I've been around are good human beings that are doing the best they can. Uh, but, you know, when they're getting paid $75 to referee a game and they have parents riding them the whole game and and players on the field talking back and coaches riding them, you know, I wouldn't want to do that for $75. It's not worth it. Uh, and honestly, I, player behavior is worse. I, I will tell you this right now. Like I, In my program, you can ask any player that's ever played for me. They, they are not allowed to talk to referees. And you know, we'll have a captain that maybe is our designated captain that can go, you know, question something. But if I think they're out of line, I'm yanking them off the field. I don't care who it is. I, I don't care. Uh, number one, it's counterproductive for what we're trying to do. Second, second of all, you know, I I don't want a 16 year old, 17 year old kid being the person who's trying to negotiate a situation with an adult referee. Like that just doesn't make any sense. Uh, so it's just the atmosphere is way different. You know, I started coaching high school in 2000. Um, I didn't feel the entitlement as much then as I feel nowadays. Or You're talking entitlement from the players. Players, correct. Um, now, my program, I've been lucky. Like, honestly, like East Kentwood and Byron Center, I have amazing kids. But I've seen and I and I have plenty of friends in the coaching world who have left coaching because of entitlement, because of parent entitlement, because of kid entitlement. And these are great coaches, and they just said, not worth it. You know, not worth it for the pay, uh, not worth it um, to be away from my family and deal with people always questioning everything I do. And I, I, I just, it's really sad, honestly. And you get at uh, the high school level and even club level at times when a group of parents who have the best kids on a team go to an AD at a high school or go to the club director at their local travel, soccer, basketball, baseball club, whatever it is, they can bring change on because they're supplying the money that yeah. fuels that club. You know what, Bill? I'm at an age now where I, I don't care if I offend people, honestly, when I'm talking on here. Shame on the ADs that get rid of coaches after one complaint. And I see that. all. The, shame on that AD, right? Like you're paying these coaches, whether it's football, basketball, tennis, you're paying them $5,000 to coach a season. They're making like literally a dollar an hour. And because one parent complains about playing time or a coach uh, being too hard on the kids, they get, it's rare that you see a coach fired after years of, of this. It's like I see coaches who have been at a program for 15 years and they have one or two parents who complain one season, they get let go. And to me, I look at that AD and I want to say, well, I, I hope that you don't get fired when you make a mistake, you know, your first mistake. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. And it's, um, I don't know why, like the best athletic directors I've been around, Blaine Brummels, you know, some of the 
um, athletic directors I've worked for, like they understand that there's a give and take when it comes to this. And, you know, you really have to monitor what your coaches are doing, monitor what your parents are doing and make educated decisions on whether or not it's time to move on or stay with, with who you're with. Um, I've been pretty lucky with Brady Lake and, and with Blaine to have, you know, ADs that when I made stupid decisions, they talked me through it, they walked me through it, and then they stood by me. Um, and I, I, we're going to get to a point where, honestly, I don't know why anyone would coach high school sports. I, I, I think you're getting closer and closer to that because they'll get more money in club sports and they'll be protected. Um, you know, they're going to deal with the same issues in club sports, but they're getting more money. So it's not, it's not, you know, as big a deal to coaches. Um, it's sad. Uh, later I want to talk, uh, there's a lot of different, uh, roads I want to travel down because you get that competition between club and high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you get parents saying, my kids, they don't need to play high school. They're playing club because they're getting more playing time. Yeah. Or, or, arrogance. <laughs> or, or they think their kid is uh, destined to get a D1 scholarship, which I, I really talk to parents and I say, okay, what's your goal for your kid playing club in high school? While in high school, yep. the high school age, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, what's the reason why? Yep. Well, my, my, I, I believe my son or daughter can play college soccer and get a scholarship. And I said, well, do you go to your club and ask them to provide how many scholarships are awarded per year per the number of kids in your son's or daughter's age group? And the numbers are staggering low. I don't have all the numbers for all the clubs, but what I've watched, because I've done the full circle, five until 13 for club sports. And I will tell you, I find the high school experience so much more enjoyable. Oh, it's it's a, as a parent, it's amazing. But there is there is the there are parents that don't understand that they think now because a lot of kids are high school ready coming in as freshmen because they've played club, yep. right? And the parents are thinking, well, they should start in front of the senior, and they should get more minutes. And you have a roster of seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Boys or girls, right, in high school soccer. And you're, everybody thinks their kids should be better in, in terms of minutes played. Sure. And that's what a coach is dealing with. I flat out told some parents that I believe coaches now almost defer to the, I'm going to play everybody as much, almost the club mentality. Yeah. I'm going to play everybody as much as I can, keep everybody happy. And come playoff time, I'm not playing everybody as much as I can, and I'm going to make a push for a conference, uh, a district, a regional, or a state championship. Would you agree with that? I I see that. Um, I don't do that. I mean, I will tell you, we play a lot of kids during the regular season, mainly to keep kids healthy. Uh, I'm willing to take losses uh, and play some of my second-string kids in, in big games so that we're healthy come tournament-wise, I, I don't let the parents dictate that. Um, but I have seen that where you know, coaches will try to keep parents off their back by playing everybody. And um, I, honestly, like to me, that's doing a disservice to the kid too because then when the kid does get in a situation where they're not the best, they don't know how to deal with it, they can't fight through the adversity. Um, I, I'll tell you a great story. I, a kid named Miguel who, by the way, graduated uh, from University of Michigan Medical School. So I I cut Miguel his junior year, 
parents from the Dominican didn't say a word to me. Uh, good player, but just we were loaded. It was just 2006 when we had you know arguably the best team in in the Midwest. Um, cut him, came back the next year, and I was so impressed that he came back as a senior. And I said, Miguel, you're probably not going to play much this year, bud. Like, I mean, you're a senior. Like, are you going to be able to handle? It? He's like, Coach, I, I just want to be a part of it. Right. I'm going to work my tail off. If I get some minutes, you know, great. Never heard from the parents, right? So we get in the state tournament. This is our first state championship, 2007. Um, and by the way, that team had Mark and Dominic Baroni, Lito Esquivel, uh, Nerman Cernkich, Jen and Cot. Like, you're talking the best team, arguably, in the country. And Miguel. At the high school level. At the, the high school level. And Miguel, who was a great player in his own right, was having a hard time getting on the field. Well, we get in the state tournament. And Miguel was just getting better and better. And through the adversity of having to battle every day and grind and fight for playing time, better and better and better. So we get in a big game, and some of my younger guys, the game was just too big for them. They were tight. And here's Miguel, who's been chomping at the bit, senior, who's been cut, who I know is fearless. And I throw him in, and he wasn't the most technical player, but he was the best competitor Long and short of it, we win the state championship, and in that state final, I will, Mark and Don would probably argue with me, but I think he was the best player on the field in that game. And it, it, he would not have been that good. By the way, he went on to captain uh, Michigan State, Michigan State's club team in undergrad, and they won the national championship. Uh, and the club coach there at the time was like, this kid's unbelievable. And I said, yeah, because he's had to fight and grind and prove himself. Right, His parents did not come and fight his battle for him. They said, you know, you got to keep training, keep working. And he became a very, very good player. And then I can name other kids who their parents would come to me and complain about playing time. And their kid got worse, to be honest with you, because, you know, their parents couldn't fight their battle all the way up. Um, so I'm telling you, parents, if you want your kid to be successful, let them fail. Put them in situations where they're not the best player. Put them in situations where they have to grind and fight and and battle to get off the bench. John Conlon, uh, one of the most respected high school soccer coaches in the state of Michigan, one of our soccer insiders, joining us in studio on this MHSA Wednesday, talking about parents, kids, teams, coaches, and refs. Uh, if you have a comment, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. You can also opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. If you're planning a trip to Las Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today and take advantage of the BetMGM Rewards. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Are you ready to hit the open road? You know, get out of Dodge. 
Meet us at the Detroit Camper Show. Vickers Trailer Sales specializes in towables. New and used pop-ups, retro-style campers, travel trailers, and fifth wheels. Browse inventory online at VickersTrailerSales.com. That's V-I-C-A-R-S TrailerSales.com. Call or text 313-291-9000. For over 53 years, Vickers makes happy campers. No big box store pressure, just mom and pop deals. Campers starting at $89.99. Or payments as low as $128 a month with 10% down and credit approval. Call or text 313-291-9000. Your adventure awaits at Vickers Trailer Sales. Coming right at you. The excitement you've been waiting for. Eagle Casino and Sports. The mobile casino made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Play slots and table games with live dealers at one exciting site, playeagle.com. Sign up today and get a match deposit up to $1,500. That's right, up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Go to playeagle.com and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Have you experienced Grand Rapids lately? The city is vibrant, growing, and offers up so much when it comes to entertainment, including two fantastic concert destinations, Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. Just Google Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. You can get a list of the current shows with tickets on sale. Also, DeVos Place is the go-to show and convention destination on the west side of the state. And if you want to experience GR, go to experiencegr.com and plan your getaway to Grand Rapids and West Michigan. And speaking of West Michigan, I do want to salute the West Michigan Sports Commission for their journey on bringing Grand Rapids major sporting events and building a brand that's big not only on the west side of the state, in the state of Michigan, but across America. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, as we reach out to 19 radio stations who carry The Huge Show weekday afternoons at 3 for the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, Wednesdays are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything Michigan High School Sports online at mhsaa.com, at mhsaa on Twitter, mhsaa on Facebook, and watch live and on-demand boys and girls high school sports at mhsaa.tv. Sunday is a deadline for the Beat Huge Contest. If you want to win that $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter, Thursday night NFL game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday to play every week at thehugeshow.net. Just jump in, uh, put your picks in. You can play every week through the big game in February. You can play one week. The more weeks you beat me, the more chances you'll have to win that $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. Get your picks in by Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. And remember, that Thursday night game is always a freebie. 
So the Lions are on the road Sunday at Minnesota. A week from Sunday, I'll be back in downtown Detroit at Tin Roof, the old Chelly's, your game day destination for the Tigers, Lions, Wings, Pistons, concerts, bands, DJs, great food, and all of your favorite beverages. And the huge show of the Michigan Sports Network will be back at Tin Roof before the Lions game against the Seahawks. That will be on Sunday, October 2nd. So if you have tickets for that game or if you're going down to Detroit, always stop by and say hello at Tin Roof, the old Chelly's, right across the street from Comerica and about a big city block from Ford Field. Now, in terms of our podcast interviews, our hours, our full shows, all of our podcasts are free. And we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. And I do want to give a shout-out to Fabiano Brothers. They serve up Bud Light in Detroit for those Lions games and all across Michigan along with other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. So when you're watching the Lions, whether you're inside Ford Field, you're at your local pub, you're hosting a watch party or over at friend's house, and you're 21 and up, make sure you enjoy a nice cold Bud Light. And again, thanks to the entire team from Fabiano Brothers in Detroit and across Michigan and other great Anheuser-Busch distributors for bringing us all Bud Light on Lions Game Day. Time to check in on what's on tap at your local brand, Steakhouse and Grill, your home for all Michigan, Michigan State, ND, Lions, Big Ten, and NFL football games on all the TVs and all brands' locations. Now, there's the brands in Bay City for our listeners on 100.9 FM. You'll find the brands in Caledonia just south of Grand Rapids. The brands in Cascade, east of GR. The brands in Holland off of US 31 on James. For those listening on WHTC. There's also Johnny Brands in Granville, west of GR. And Johnny Brands on Leonard off of 131 in downtown Grand Rapids. So when the Wolverines and the Spartans and the Lions are playing, it's on all the TVs. At all brands' locations for the one close to you, go to brands.com. Or you can order up your brand's favorites and have them delivered to your house or pick them up uh, for your watch party at your home. Uh, Order online, go to brands.com. That's brands.com. And remember, lunch, dinner, and happy hours two times a day at all brands' steakhouse and grills. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Wednesday statewide broadcast on the only syndicated afternoon sports uh, radio show uh, across our state lines. For the station close to you, go to thehugeshow.net, 19 radio station strong. 
Uh, if you have a comment, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Inside this hour, more conversation with John Conlon. Uh, we're bringing you a coach's perspective, sports dad perspective, uh, a guy who is a passionate sports fan across the board, uh, talking about club and high schools and how many kids are uh, doing club and chasing that college dream. Uh, it's been an interesting conversation. Always good to have John in studio. So for a parent who's doing club, and, and I was your kids play club and have, and my kids did previously. My original intent why I put them in club soccer wasn't college scholarships, was to become a better player, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Then along the way, you watch some of your children flourish in that particular sport. And then you watch your other kids who, as a parent, you can step back and be realistic, like, okay, they're a mid-level. Sure. And, and then here comes the academy teams, the U.S. soccer teams. Uh, one of my children don't make an academy team and decides to go play tackle football. But the training of soccer from 5 to 10 and a half, 11 really helped my son ace when it comes to him playing tackle football today. Uh, my son, Legend. Uh, was elite scorer, would play with your son at times. Uh, you'd bring him in for futsal. He's a little guy, but, you know, as George Money, one of the coaches uh, over at MFA said, he's like little messy. And uh, he decided right when the pandemic was going down, didn't touch a ball, left club soccer 19 months, didn't play. Uh, returned in early summer and tried out for – Scott Green's Forest Hills Eastern JV team, and through his hard work, he's been up on varsity, back down on JV, and going back up. So I saw the break and the positives it had. My daughter Ava, a great talent, has been a four-year high school starter. I can see her enjoy playing high school more at the end with club, but club then was hitting that age group where I think it really shifts as a sports dad. 13, 14, when your son or daughter is knocking on that high school door and there are other things like social life, boyfriends, girlfriends, hanging out with the friends, not soccer seven days a week, not, you know, you're around. And they start to have choices that they want, not that what the parents want. You know, when they're nine, you load them up in the van and let's go to South Bend or let's go to Detroit. Let's play in the Motor City Cup. And this is awesome. We're at a nice hotel with pool, pizza. You're hanging out with your friends and all falling asleep. And all the parents are having a cold one talking about uh, how great the games were. But 13-14, the travel becomes a little bit different for a lot of the kids, the parents. And, and then when the kid decides that they want to step back, that, that's a tough conversation because as a parent, you're saying, I invested in you for eight years and we went to, you know, Greensboro and Dallas and Miami and Super Y and all this. And you're it's a tough moment for you to step back and understand this is about what your kid wants. Very true. As a sports dad. Very true. OK, so and I've done that with Ava. I've done that with Legend. You know, I, I, I've. I watched Ace when he said, I don't want to play soccer anymore. And I'm like, okay, I'll support you and tackle football. 
But I also know how good soccer was for Ace because he was a kid who was clumsy, uncoordinated, five years old, and we were laughing the other day about the first time he played that little mini outdoor soccer. It's August, it's 85 degrees, and I show up after work, and Legend's already running like with six-year-olds, and Ace is going, and the, the flow's going back and forth, and Ace is just standing in the middle. And I go, Ace, I, go after the ball, buddy. And he looks at me, and he goes, and he's sweating profusely, and he's like, soccer makes my legs tired. (laughs) But you know what he did is that, and I still give, this is where soccer is in my heart. I watched Ace at five, not quit, was clumsy, and found a way, and he's on a D team. Now when he first gets to enter at seven, right, on a D team. Ace works his way up to a C team, then a B team, and he flourished. I remember. And he was becoming a good player. And not a great player, but a good teammate. The the, the parents, the teammates, still some that play with legend at Forest Hills Eastern, others that you'll see, all remember how good of a teammate Ace was. And I look at him and his film for football – Everybody who's played the game will say, look at his footwork, right? And it's because of soccer. But also what what soccer did when Ace scored his first game, uh, I think it was against Canton Celtics. Is that the club? Yep. Okay. They're killing us in the Midwest United Cup out at Brewer Park, near neck of the woods. It's (laughs) 10-0, right? This is Ace's first tournament game which was close to maybe the way the Spring Cup worked, that you might not have played any regular season games yet. It might be your start of the season, right? 10 nothing, and all of a sudden there's a shot by one of our guys, and Ace gets a rebound and gets his first goal. <laughs> and, the, and the look on his face, John, when he turned and ran, I had waterworks. I took a photo, and there's a shade of a tree, and I've used this photo a lot just to talk about soccer, uh, for all what club gets in terms of positive and gets hammered and the money yeah. grab, I knew uh, what it did for Ace. And I watch him flourishing now in football as a person, and I know the value uh, of what that club soccer did for him. And, and the disappointment when he didn't make the A team, but Ace, man enough at 11 to say – you know what, I, I'd i rather move on and play uh, tackle football. And it was such a powerful run by A's. And I've, I've been on both sides where Ava's an elite youth player. Legend is like, God, once he gets bigger, he's going to, you know, dominate. And I watch Ace fight and claw for playing time to move up the ladder with teams. To watch the lessons he learned that you alluded to earlier – Paying off for him in football right now. Yeah, and he's killing it. Right, because he has to work for it. And he did work for it. And it, it's a it's the good side of sports. As much as we want to go after hammering of the toxic environment, there are great stories out there. No question. And don't get me wrong, like I'm part of the club soccer world. I, I 
there are some people in our world that do it exactly the right way and care very deeply about kids and care very deeply about the families. Uh, there's both. Um, you know, I I always get asked the question, like, because I'm, I'm by no means a great soccer parent. Um, you know, I'm learning like anyone else. I, I, I've seen terrible ones, so I, I know I'm not terrible. Um, how, how do you think you are as a sports dad? Because here you are, John, yeah. a a highly respected high school club soccer coach, played college soccer. Soccer's been in your blood. How are Because I've seen you around your kids, mm-hmm. and, and I, I love your kids because your kids have different personalities, and that's the best thing. <laughs> and, and, and we always say, like, you know, living on the edge – but, you know, and I do believe your older son uh, has a shot at really being a pro soccer player one day. Who knows? Yeah, but you never know. But I, I love his attitude. Yeah. I mean, I, how are you as a sports dad? Take away John Conlon, the coach. Yep. High school, because uh, your son played for uh, East Kenwood last year, right? Yeah, he did. Yep. And so, and then now he's moved on to high level MLS next, right? Which so. is a battle for us right now. I mean, like he he loves East Kentwood and he loves. Playing he misses ice. not playing, right? He does, and um, for him, I mean, the recruiting avenue with club right now, the doors are going to be opened his sophomore year and junior year with the MLS next. But there, it's I'm torn. You know, I, I am definitely torn as a high school coach. I'm torn as a father. Um, what I've tried to do over the years is study uh, parents. I think get it right. Uh, I don't. I, you know, I'm a seven out of ten. I'm not a ten out of ten. As well, where, where's your weakness as a sports dad? You think? Um, I'm not talking about father or personal life. I'm yeah, talking I think, as a sports dad when you're watching your kids or talking to your kids in the car or yeah. after the sports weekend. I mean, I'll tell you, part of what made me successful as an athlete is I'm probably as competitive a human being as you've ever, you'll ever meet. Like my family always joked that I had OCD, obsessive competitive disorder. And that's probably true. I have that too. That's why we've connected, John. <laughs> exactly. What I've learned to do over the years is manage that and focus on the process and not focus on the results, right? Um, you know, I grew up with Derek Jeter, and Derek's a year older than me, played basketball with me. Uh, Derek's dad was a great athlete, and his dad was super humble. Super humble. And still is. And Derek, you know, Derek had a little cockiness to him. I don't think people realize that, but he was, for the most part, Hardworking and humble. Um, you know, I coached Jen in Cottage. Jen was Mr. Soccer in Michigan. And his dad, like, honestly, his dad would only talk to him about how hard he worked after games. He wouldn't talk to him about his goals. And Jen scored 45 goals as a senior. Um, Is that a state record? Uh, no, but for D- Division One, it's the highest ever. Yeah, but what's the uh, state record for high school goals in Michigan? It's like, well, Some actually, no, I'm crazy sorry. lower division number. No, actually, SUNY Sod does have the record for D one. I think it's sixty. Mm. Um, but Jenin, you know, I'll tell you, if Jenin had played for another coach, he would have scored sixty. I-, I pulled him out after three goals every time, and it drove him nuts. But you know, we're not going to humiliate people, and that's just not the way we do it. Um, I, you know, I've been around Mark Stacy, which people in West Michigan would know. Mark, his son uh, Jake Stacy was Mr. Soccer, played at Michigan. His son Jeremy played at Vanderbilt. His other son was a very good player too. Mark um, was a longtime stud athlete in this area, and I, I studied Mark as a as a dad. And and Mark pushed his kids, but he also knew when to step back. What is that point when you know you have to step back as um, a sports dad? When it becomes about you. <laughs> 
when it becomes, I mean, very soon. And what is that? What's a, you, a situation that you would, you know, because we're doing radio, not TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's a situation you would recommend to a parent listening, mom or dad, that's the step back time? Uh, if you're influencing the direction they're going 100%, that's a step back time. Uh, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is when they hit 14, 15, 16, if you're the one who's setting up everything for them, that's driving them to all the trainings and and setting up these extra trainings and holding them accountable without allowing them ownership, it, you need to step back because they're going to burn out. Uh, I, I did not train. This, this is interesting to a lot of people. I coached Brody when he was younger, but I did not train him individually until he asked me. And when he asked me, was 13 years old, 14 years old during COVID. And I, I was not going to push it on him. I did not want to be Earl Woods. And I think, it, you know, it, we have a generation now of parents that are trying to be like Earl Woods. And, you know, but it worked for Earl Woods. Yeah. Did it? I mean, Tiger's my favorite golfer of all time. He, he loves his dad. But Tiger's had a lot of emotional issues because of that. And I was connected the family. Right. Um, so, yeah, Tiger's my favorite golfer. And, yeah, he's probably the best golfer of all time. But I think he had to sacrifice in other ways. I'd rather you be Del Curry. You know, Del Curry, NBA Hall of Famer. And he literally, literally did not do anything with Steph until Steph was like 12 and was begging him to train him. He brought Steph to games, and Steph was on the sideline of his NBA games, but he wasn't training Steph. He he wanted Steph to have that passion on his own. And so I'd rather you be Del Curry and lead and when when the time is right start training your kid then be that crazy dad who's got their kid you know swinging a golf club at a year and a half and you know non-stop demanding they play every single second like listen you do have to do some different if you want to be special you do have to put in more time than other people but if you're burning your kid out and you're pushing them too hard you'll know you'll feel it and if you don't well then <laughs> your kid will let you know and and I went through that with Legend when he wanted to step away. I'm like, you committed to a team. Yeah, you committed to this team. You've got to see this through. And he kept fighting it. I'm like, we you know we have a rule. You commit to a team. You see it through the season. You want to quit after that. If it's a year, if it's three weeks, if it's six months. And as a father, uh, with the pandemic, with Legend becoming a teenager, there was. It's a tumultuous time. And I think the one thing I've tried to learn, and I've learned through five kids, trial and error, that I've got to put myself in their shoes. I have to think like they're thinking. Why are they doing this? For sure. And I'm talking connected to sports and maybe even other things in life, right? And to watch Legend shut it down for 19 months and see the passion back that he missed and wanted that's when I don't have to say a word anymore because I know he's fueled by, hey, man, I want to go kick the soccer ball. I want, Or Ace is like, hey, I want to sign up and I want to work out. I'm lifting. You know, it's game day. And you're lifting in the morning. What are you doing? He goes, I can't take a day off. And I'm like, I, I say this about the high school experience at 13, 14, Johnny. The kid has to want it. Yep. For them to succeed. Let me tell you something about that. Um, there was a shirt that they wore back in the day that said, when you're not working, somebody else is, and they're going to beat you when you play. I don't, something along those lines, right? And that was my dad's philosophy. Like He, he would say to me, um, 
you know, hey, listen, it's up to you. If you want to be great, you got to go out and work on your own. I'm not going to force you to do it. I'm not going to bring you out there and have you do it every second. You got to do it on your own. And it was great advice. I mean, I, I was smart enough to listen to it. And I found that passion at 14, 15, 16. And I'm hoping my kids have that same thing. Um, yeah. Have there been moments where I've probably pushed too hard? Yes. And then I realize it and I take a step back. We're, you know, we're, we're human beings. We well, may- what do you think you've pushed too much as a sports dad, John, that you, because, you know, really being a, a parent is a, a daily life lesson. Sure. Right. <laughs> where it, it really is yeah. on all levels, beyond sports, life, everything. Well, not regrets, but where would you, uh, you don't have to mention specific child, but where would you say, you know what, man, I could have done this differently? I mean, there were some times where I think I was hard on Brody and Caleb. Uh, you know, personality plays a lot into sports, right? Some kids are really sensitive. Some kids, you know, have steel in their spine. And there was probably some times where I, you know, I, by the way, I rarely ever talk about goals and assists with my kids. I always talk about how hard they worked, right? Um, that's a Carol Dweck. That's a, you know, growth mindset. And, but there were times where I got on my kids because they didn't work hard enough. And I think maybe it was counterproductive, right? Like, or I, Probably the biggest mistake, and this is a, a definite mistake parents make, is to have that discussion directly after a game or have it after an emotion. Because we're all emotional, right? Like, you know, it's a, it's a passionate game. Your kid maybe misses a big chance to score at the end, and you have the discussion with them afterward. That's the last time they want to talk about it. And I've made that mistake, um, but I've gotten better. And I think, well, you know, every year I I just continue to study the parents who do it the right way and – and honestly, I, I, I want to educate people. Uh, you know, I've been around this game and I've been around sports my whole life, 40-some years, right? And um, Are you leaving off a few years on that number? We'll, we'll, we'll go with 40. <laughs> <laughs> Easy now. Uh, um, but I want to educate people because, you know, don't ruin it for your kids. This is, listen, your kids are going to be college graduates before you know it and if you're pushing them super hard and they hate sports by the time they're 16 17 years old you know what was the point in the first place um and i i the other thing i i want to do for the rest of my career is honestly make an example of those people that are ruining for kids i think they should be made an example of some of the parents i see on the sidelines and how they treat their own kids and other people's kids like they should not be a part of youth sports. Get rid of them. Kick them out. Not You can't be a part of this league anymore. Goodbye. We don't need you. I've seen at the high school level kids who will complain about being taken out of a game to a coach. <laughs> not I, in my program. Well, no, but I, I – and again, I'm, I, I'm just like at some point do you – you know, when when do you draw the line? I – I, I won't name the coach, but there's a coach I know who announced to the parents there's no 24-hour rule. Matter of fact, uh, there is never a discussion about playing time with me at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You want to talk about your kid if they're being treated wrong or you think that uh, there is never a discussion on playing time. This is a high school coach with me at all. John Shilito, who I don't know if you Legendary listen. high school, Zeeland West, right? Yep. So John got hired in 2000 at East Kentwood. Same year I got hired. Won a state t- championship, just dominated. Lost, lost in the final. They lost to Brother Rice? Uh, was it Catholic or, or, or Central? Catholic Central. Yeah. Catholic Central. But anyways, listen, I got hired. I was 24, 23 years old, green as can be. And my dad said, you better go study some of the coaches that know what they're doing. So I sat in on John's meeting 
John didn't know me. I'm sitting in the back of the room with the parents and football meeting. First thing he said is, listen, I'm going to make mistakes as a coach, but my mistakes are based on what I see every single day. They're not emotional mistakes that you make as a parent because it's your kid. So don't ever question me about playing time. If I make a mistake, it's an educated mistake. Yours is an emotional mistake. And he was right. I mean, it's, you know, as a coach, you do sometimes make bad decisions, but you know, most of the time you're doing it based on what you've seen every single day or what you've coached every single day. Whereas I'll tell you this, I I just sat in on an evaluation of Brody the other day with his coach, Luke Ruff, who's a great coach, coach Aquinas. And I think Luke would kind of expect me to kind of give my feedback, but I can't evaluate my own kid. I can't, I don't care how many kids I've evaluated in my lifetime. He's my son, right? Like I can't give a fair evaluation of my son. So I don't, I just ask Luke, what do you see? You know, uh, Lewis, what do you see? What do you, cause honestly, anything I say is going to be, is going to be skewed cause he's my kid. And I think parents have to realize that I'm telling you after 40 some years of playing sports that I can't evaluate my own son. Cause I can't, there is not a parent on this planet that can fairly evaluate their own kid. That won't be biased towards their children. hundred percent. There is not. And I, I think I, I'll say this through learning, John, I, I'm honest. I, I really believe that through learning as a dad, good and bad, right? I think I'm pretty locked in on where my kids are at, where their potential is. And not that I go to my kids like, hey, you know, a good job, but this is it. End of the road for you. I, I, I don't do that, but I... The high school experience after eight years of the club... I think it's easy to see, in my mind, as a parent, what players belong on the field when you're trying to win a big game and what players don't. I think it's easy for me to see. It's the parents who are blinded by the love of their children or that, well, my kid played club for eight years and he's uh, ECNL and there's – no way he or she shouldn't be in every minute. Let me tell you a, a sad fact that I've noticed. So Doc Rivers has this uh, thing online where he gets asked a question about his son um, and whether or not he would go talk to a coach for his son. He said, I'll never talk to a coach. Like, my son's got to fight through it, right? And what Doc said was, I think every coach wants to win. So if they're making decisions, it's probably based on what they think is going to be best. I felt like that forever, but I will tell you, because of the culture now, with coaches getting fired easily, with you know NIL, with all like I'm not always sold. Coaches are there to win; they're there to survive sometimes. And I will tell you this: I don't care. I'm there to win. I, I you don't like it? Too bad. Go play for someone else. I do not care, and that's the only way I know how to coach. But I will tell you: some of my friends are in different situations, and they feel the pressure, and so then you know they give in and they play kids that probably shouldn't be playing as much. Um, you know, if you look at the starting lineup on any high school soccer team, I can almost guarantee you that those 11 kids probably did way more training-wise and on their own than the, the the 10 kids on the bench. And any parent who doesn't realize that, well, you haven't been around sports very long. The one thing I've seen is a lot of parents uh, with freshmen, sophomores think their kids should be started in front of the seniors. <laughs> right? yeah, have you seen that a lot? I have seen that. Right, and, and it's because their kid was a stud uh, playing up a year in club soccer, you know, basketball. I mean, I, 
I know Granville made the mistake when they didn't bring up Devin Booker. Yeah, that's a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those. That that's one, one of those. That one when, maybe you make it. When change. you're Melvin Booker, you know your kid's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, we can look at Devin Booker and just check out the NBA Phoenix but Suns to your, stats. To your point, you're talking about arguably a top five guy in the NBA, right? Like, I mean, Booker is now. Yeah, and he was well, but it, but what it, what happened here? And I've heard the story when, you know, again, you're Granville and whoever the coach was at the time, and you're like, well, you got to earn your way. You know, there could be a little old school. Melvin Booker, Devin left Grand Rapids. Yep. Moved to Kentucky, some, right? Uh, moved to Kentucky, Mississippi, something yeah. like that. I think went, ended up at Kentucky. I think his dad was living in Mississippi at the yeah. time. And he woke up every morning <laughs> with his dad and trained yep. every morning. Hey, folks, uh, we've only produced one Devin Booker in Grand Rapids, so your kid's probably not Devin Booker. And so, we Loy Vaught, and we've had some other. Yeah. But realistically, that's a rare situation. Drew Neitzel, right? Yeah. Drew Neitzel. But even Drew is great. And Drew's amazing, And right? he got to D-League and played a little Europe. We're not talking top five in the NBA. Like It's a rare situation. It's a rare, rare situation that a 14-year-old kid, and Drew did it as a freshman at Wyoming Park, but it's a rare situation that a 14- or 15-year-old kid is going to be that much more mature than an 18-year-old senior. It's rare. And I'll tell you... Physically I, and emotionally. Yes. Right? Now, now, listen, Giuseppe Broni, who played for me, who we're talking maybe the best talent ever to come out of West Michigan, he started on my 2012 state championship team as a freshman. Brilliant player, finalist national player of the year at Michigan State. But even as a freshman, there was a learning curve for Jew. Like He was competing against 18-year-old men. I made him earn it. I didn't start him the first game. I didn't start Brody Conlon his first game. I don't care how good those guys are. They're not 18-year-old men. So they had to earn their spurs, right? And by the end of the season, there's no question Jew was arguably the best player on the field. But it took him a while. You know, he wasn't ready right away. He's playing against guys 100 pounds heavier than him. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, the Bronies, uh, the passion there in East Kenwood and coaching your son, which is, I think, probably up there with the – Best experience you've ever had? I didn't even coach him, though. He did? He was on my team. I didn't coach him. That whole season last year, Giuseppe Brony was my assistant coach. And I said, I'm not saying a word to Brody. You coach him. You know? I mean, so he had a way better coach than me coaching him. (laughs) Yeah, Giuseppe. You know, uh, Giuseppe had coach at East Kenwood. He is. Yeah, and he's playing his dad, uh, uh, Joey, in Grand Rapids Catholic Central Saturday. And I think the... Is it the uncle is going to be the head referee? <laughs> Joe Piccioni. I think it's my Piccioni. favorite referee uh, of all time. I think it's Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah it Saturday. Is. Coming it's up the, Saturday. And I'll, and I'll tell you, you know, I learned a lot from Joe. Is it the Baroni Cup? <laughs> well, great coaches, great players. Um, I learned a lot from Joe over the years with his own kids, too, right? Like, every kid's different. Uh, you demand excellence. I mean, here's a guy who's got four kids that played at Michigan State. Is there anyone else in the country that can say that? I don't think so. Um, and Joe was demanding, but he also knew when to back off too, right? Like it's 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 this fine line as a parent. I watch when Joe has ran into Ava through the high school circles. Uh, she goes and gives him a hug, and he was as tough on her mm-hmm. as any coach. And the grit and what they do, and how good of men Giuseppe Hunter. Mark and Dom are off the field. Oh heck yeah! You know Mark will call. Mark coached Brody. Mark will call Brody after he has a big game in club. It, like it, it's about caring about kids. And there's it's like a, Gizzo. Look at all the guys that come back and see Izzo. We were talking about this before the show. 
he can be borderline Jack Nicholson shining crazy <laughs> during a game. Yes, he can. But how many of those guys are showing up uh, on uh, reunion weekend or when Draymond Green wants him to attend his wedding with Curry and LeBron? Oh, and you know what? Tom Izzo will be the first one to help them out when they need something, too. I mean, years later in their life. Like, uh, it, it's not it, it's not complex. Like there's a difference between Bob Knight and Tom Izzo. Bob Knight was about Bob Knight. He's demanding. He's you know a jerk. Tom Izzo is demanding, but he cares about those kids, and he really knows that those kids are going to be more than basketball players. And so, like, yeah, I'd, I'd give anything to have my son play for Tom Izzo. John Conlon, uh, well respected soccer coach. Uh, Back in the day at East Kentwood, currently uh, the Byron Center girls team joining us in studio. We're talking about the state of high school versus club sports and parents and coaches and a toxic environment for some and still a great experience uh, for others. If you have a comment or question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. And if you missed any of our conversation, just search The HUGE Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is HUGE. In the tin. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day at SoaringEagleCasino.com. This is an interesting series with the Orioles. Baltimore is a team that lost 110 games last season and are closing in on 80 wins this year. Only six teams since 1900 have won 70 games following a season in which it lost 110. They have done it with defense and the infusion of youth, which is a great sign for the Tigers. Detroit is being pushed forward with their young core of Torkelson, Carpenter, Kreidler, and Green. Riley Green was in the same draft class as Baltimore catcher Adley Rushman and Gunnar Henderson. All three have been impactful players, like many in that 2019 draft class. Look at the names in that draft. Bobby Witt Jr., Andrew Vaughn, J.J. Blade, C.J. Abrams, Alec Manoa, Bryson Stott, and George Kirby. All that, combined with those who are playing in this series, are a good reason why baseball's in a good place. Keith Urban, the Speed of Now World Tour, the must-see show of 2022, September 22nd, Van Andel Arena, with Tyler Hubbard, and special guest, Ingrid Andrus. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Keith Urban, the Speed of Now World Tour. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And the NFL is in full swing. The Lions are playing great football, one and one going into the Minnesota game on Sunday. So the DraftKings Sportsbook app has a deal for new customers who download the app, use promo code HUGE when they sign up, and those new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? 
So just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We're back on the huge show across Michigan, originating from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Superfly Hayes, the executive producer, John Conlon, head girls soccer coach at Byron Center High School on the west side of the state, had a great run at East Kentwood, one of the most well-respected coaches on and off the pitch in the state of Michigan and across America. We've been talking about parents, coaches, refs, uh, club to high school sports. So here's the big question, John, and you would know it better than I would. For all the kids playing club sports, well, let's just go in West Michigan. What's the percentage of kids that are getting college scholarships? Oh, very low. I mean, well, what would you say? What would be your guesstimate? All the kids playing less than 1%. Right. I mean, I and I'm talking any type of, you know, sports money. Um, I tell all my high school kids that majority of your money is going to come from academic money. So I, it's very low, especially if you're in a minor sport. Football, a little different. but All right, so nationally, uh, with all the kids who have played club soccer and all the different levels that there are, Academy to MLS Next and more and ECNL and all the leagues across the land, from the women's soccer perspective to the men's soccer national team, how has all this club soccer helped our national teams? I think our men's teams are getting significantly better. We're very young. Our, our, our current U.S. men's team is really young, but we have a lot of guys playing overseas in high-level leagues. I think this World Cup, we're going to be lucky to get out of our group if we do, uh, but we're really building towards four years from now. So you got to kind of take the losses, uh, very similar to what you know England did. Like England eight years ago, you know, put together a young team, and now I I think England's legitimately a favorite to win the World Cup. France did the same thing. Um, we don't have that depth of talent of of those countries, but I I really like where our national team is right now. On the women's side. That's a different beast because we've been so dominant for so long that I kind of feel the rest of the world is starting to catch up a little bit. Um, and it all comes down to the pro leagues. You know, our MLS league for men is getting better and better. There's better better quality, better training environment, better coaches. And so that's filtering down into our youth system. We're on the women's side. We do have a good women's professional league. But over in Europe, you have like the premiership you have fully funded women's academies that are paid for by the men's program. So like Manchester United, for example, has a women's program where all those female players, 
you know, everything's free for them, right? And so they're training in a high level environment. We can't replicate that in the U.S. because we don't have a women's pro league with that kind of money. So why doesn't the MLS do the WNBA thing and connect to the franchises and create a women's division for every MLS team? You would think with the advertisers, with the state of politics in America that the MLS creating a women's division yeah. would be the smart move. I, well, I think so, I, but I think it's like a brother-sister thing, right? Like, I love my sister, but I got to get myself established first before I start. Well, it's like WNBA. I don't see crowds I occasionally maybe late in the playoffs. Yeah. Connecticut draws well. You don't see big panned crowd shots at WNBA games. Most will say they're surviving uh, based on uh, – just a niche market right now. Yeah, it's a little different in soccer because I do think women's soccer has a big following internationally, has a big following in the U.S. Like, so why would the MLS jump on that and create a women's division? They got to money, right? They got to make sure they're stable financially right. first. They can't they can't worry about what's not theirs, right? Like that would be a great thing for them to do, but it they can't do it at the detriment of themselves. Before I let you go, Johnny, uh, what's your advice to a Soccer or sports mom or dad, a club or high school coach, a club or high school ref, what would be the advice on how to make things better across the board? Um, yeah, those are all different questions. Uh, for coaching, it's you know learn from those that have been there. I mean, everything I've ever done, I've stolen from somebody way smarter than me. Uh, don't think you know it all. I, and, and parents, I'll tell you this, if 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 your kid plays for a coach who makes you believe they know everything, then you need to go to a different coach because the best coaches are continually learning. Uh, for parents, uh, yeah, provide opportunity for your kids, but make it fun. And, you know, step back when you think you're too involved. Uh, for referees, yeah, I, uh, nothing will change with referees until parents change or start to change and until – um, we gain perspective as a country. Unfortunately, I think referees are going to have to deal with this toxic environment for a while. It's just you know when they wake up when kids aren't are having limited games because true. there's no refs. And it's starting to happen, right? It's starting to happen in high school sports. I hate to say it. Yeah, there's two refs now on JV because lack of numbers. Correct. It's sad. And and what's advice to you said coaches with parents uh, with refs. Uh, for the sports dads and sports moms out there. I know I know you said fun, but what about for the ones who may know deep inside they cross the line, uh, they have done it, they are doing it. Uh, change your behavior. Own right. it. Own it, right? If you're sitting alone at the game, no one wants to sit by you, you're that parent. Uh, if your kid is getting cut from teams and they're pretty good, they're probably cutting you, not your kid. And that happens, by the way. Hate to Hate to... You know, burst people's bubble, but we have those discussions at the club level. Like, if a parent's a complete nightmare, we don't want to deal with that. So, parents, you know, s- step back and let it happen. You know, and if you make a mistake, own it. Like, you're a human being, right? We all make mistakes. Just own it. John, fantastic conversation. Uh, my best to you and your family. Thank all you. Right? We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Yeah, when World Cup comes around, I'll get you and the Baronies. Heck yeah, in studio. That would be good, John Conlon. He is the head women's slash girls soccer coach at Byron Center High School. He had a great run at East Kenwood, one of the most well-respected uh, names in soccer in the state of Michigan, joining us in studio. 
on this MHSAA Wednesday. If you missed any of our conversation, uh, the podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show and you can hear my entire conversation with John Conlon on your schedule. Again, search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Replace a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log onto your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of the offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance program, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any MLB game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Are you ready to hit the open road? You know, get out of Dodge. Meet us at the Detroit Camper Show. Vickers Trailer Sales specializes in towables. New and used pop-ups, retro-style campers, travel trailers, and fifth wheels. Browse inventory online at VickersTrailerSales.com. That's V-I-C-A-R-S TrailerSales.com. Call or text 313-291-9000. For over 53 years, Vickers makes happy campers. No big box store pressure, just mom and pop deals. Campers starting at $89.99. Or payments as low as $128 a month with 10% down and credit approval. Call or text 313-291-9000. Your adventure awaits at Vickers Trailer Sales. Coming right at you. The excitement you've been waiting for. Eagle Casino and Sports. The mobile casino made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Play slots and table games with live dealers at one exciting site. PlayEagle.com. Sign up today and get a match deposit up to $1,500. That's right, up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Go to PlayEagle.com and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Time to check in on what's on tap at your local brand, Steakhouse and Grill, your home for all Michigan, Michigan State, ND, Lions, Big Ten, and NFL football games on all the TVs and all brands' locations. 
Now there's a Brands in Bay City for our listeners on 100.9 FM. You'll find the Brands in Caledonia just south of Grand Rapids, the Brands in Cascade east of GR, the Brands in Holland off of US 31 on James for those listening on WHTC. There's also Johnny Brands in Granville west of GR and Johnny Brands on Leonard off of 131 in downtown Grand Rapids. So when the Wolverines and the Spartans and the Lions are playing, it's on all the TVs at all Brands locations. For the one close to you, go to Brands.com. Or you can order up your Brands favorites and have them delivered to your house or pick them up uh, for your watch party at your home. Uh, Order online, go to Brands.com. That's Brands.com. And remember, lunch, dinner, and happy hours two times a day. At all brands, steakhouse and grills. Big, bad, huge.